0: Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is hard true the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor, to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of world team tennis, true has you covered. If you If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard Troop in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by Turn of Tennis. You all know the deal. I wouldn't lie to you listeners. It's the only grip whose performance in hot and humid conditions is unmatched. The only grip that gets tackier when you sweat. And, of course, it comes in an iconic trademark blue color. If you would like to gri- get the grip that so many professional tennis players are using on their rackets on yours today, you can contact our friends at Turn of Tennis by calling 800-554-3707. You can also email them at sales at com. You mentioned we here at Cracked Racket sent you. They'll hook you up with discounted college pricing. They'll hook you up with some free samples as well. Most importantly, they'll treat you like family. Contact sales at or call 800-554-3707. We are so grateful for the support we get from our friends at Turner. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. Sales at UniqueSports.com or call 800-554-3707. With that in mind, let's look to our picks for our GSP Aces of the Day on Day 10 Of the 2021 Wimbledon, crazy to think, but we are already at the semifinal round for both the men's and women's singles events. You look at how we've done thus far through the first nine days. I have to say, not extraordinary, but we're definitely feeling pretty good. We're 2016 and two overall up 8.03 units. I mean, certainly, it's always a good thing when you're in the positives. We're averaging about one unit positive of, of gain per day. We'll take it. And you look at our gains on Wednesday. It was a 2-3 and three performance with the Wednesday-specific picks, but we had a couple of futures bets carry over. You start with the Wednesday picks. We were right about the Hercot's upset, and I had harped on the fact if you watch Roger Federer play, yes, he was holding serve, and yes, he got a straight-set victory in his fourth-round match over Lorenzo Sinego, but... Hubi Hercats was the toughest level of competition he had faced in this event. Hubie has the sorts of weapons to expose what Roger just doesn't do as well at this point as he used to do, and that's work in the outer thirds of the court, hit passing shots when he's on his back foot. Hubie wins that mat- match in straight sets. Hold that thought because that screwed us over in a couple of other places, but Hubie was fantastic. Plus 195.5 units to win .98. He was a winner. We also hit on a of Chap- Volov, Berrettini, Moneyline Parlay, minus 136, one unit to win 0.74. Those were our two victories yesterday. Now, we came very close in our other matches, and I still don't regret, I'm as shocked, I think, as anyone, 6-3, 7-6, 6-love for Hubie, that Federer couldn't close out that break lead he had in set number two, couldn't get over the hump in that tiebreaker, but as such, we lost out on a unit bet. It was kind of a hedge. The hedge ends up biting us in the derriere. One unit on Hubi Federer to go over three and a half sets, minus 165. So that was a loss. We also had a parlay over three and a half sets in Fe- uh, Federer-Hurkats, Hachinov-Shapovalov-Berrettini-FAA. Again, two of the three hit, but that was a half unit loss there. And then we hedged quarter unit on FAA-Berrettini. That was a loss of 0.25. So you look uh, again, two and three on the day, but Berrettini to win this quarter at plus 190 was one of the bets we locked in on day one. That one is a winner. And so we win 1.9 units. Add that to our queue. We also have a parlay completed: Bardi over Tomjanovic, Berrettini over FAA minus 177, one unit to win 0.58. So technically, again, four and three overall on the day up 2.45 units that puts us up 8.03 units overall on the tournament 2016 2 overall record the two outstanding Djokovic to win, Barty to win but again 8.03 units Unless we really screw this up, we should end this tournament in the positives. I'm definitely going to be conservative down the home stretch because my guarantee to you listeners was to end this event in the positive. And we've got a five-unit bet outstanding on Novak Djokovic. If he takes care of business, we're in the clear. But with all of that in mind, that context added, here are my selections for today's picks for our GSP Aces of the day. Let's start with an over/under because there's only two money lines to play with, right? There's the Barty versus Kerber match. Sabalenka taking on Pliskova. You look at the matchups. I suppose I'll just start with a general overview for these ones before I get to my specific money line. You look. For these picks here tomorrow, in terms of the money lines, Barty a minus two thirty five favorite over a plus one ninety Angelique Kerber. You look for Sabalenka, your number two seed in the event. She's minus two ten over eighth seeded Carolina Pliskova, who's at plus one seventy five. Again, minus two ten, minus two thirty five. Unless you're willing to bet two three four five units on these wagers, you're not going to get the biggest returns. Now, if you parlay them together, and of course, that's what we love to do here at Crack Rackets, things start to get a little bit more interesting. But again, neither of those money lines on their own particularly appealing to me. But of course, you look at both of these matches, I think they're going to be close. I think the competition is going to be tight. Let's start with the match. I think is going to go over two and a half sets, go the distance, and that's Sabalenka-Pliskova. And you look in the history between these two, uh, again, this is ace of the day number one, these two have played twice in their career, They're, it's a one and one split, both of the matches going three sets, you look for Sabalenka again uh, for her, excuse me, they haven't split uh, Sabalenka 2-0 in her career, but they uh, have all both matches gone three sets, and they've been extremely thin margins now. Neither of these matches happened in the last 52 weeks, but you look for Arena Sabalenka again. She earned a 2-6, 6-3, 7-5 win over Pliskova in Cincy of 2018. She also beat her on grass court 7-6 in the third in Eastbourne, that back in 2018 as well. You look for Sabalenka. Blanca last 52 weeks, 51 and 15. She's a member of the top 15 club, top 15 in both hold and break percentage. She's 10th in hold percentage, 15th in break percentage. You look at those numbers specifically for her of late. I mean, again, career highs across the board in all of the advanced metrics. First serve win percentage, second serve win percentage, win percentage overall in her career and uh, excuse me, in overall matches. And I've mentioned it before, but generally that elite threshold, the players who are putting together historic seasons or winning one Slam title, multiple Slam titles, finishing top three. If it's historic, they're winning over eighty-five percent of their matches. If it's, you know, again in that range, you're winning eighty percent. She's fifty-one and fifteen, seventy-seven percent in her overall matches these last fifty-two weeks. You look for her again in terms of her record against top fifty, top twenty, top ten opponents. For Sabalenka, she's twenty-two and eleven against the top fifty, seven and six against the top twenty, two and three against the top ten. Again, her and Pliskova. Haven't faced off since 2018, but you look for Karolina Pliskova prior to this run at Wimbledon. You know, again, she she'd been holding on. She hadn't been exceptional. She dropped out of the top ten for the first time in her uh, in more than five years in her career, I should say, in more than five years. Twenty six and seventeen overall in her last fifty two. She lost three consecutive matches. Steven second round Roland Garros. Then she loses to Pegula in Berlin, first round to Georgie, three sets in Eastbourne. Again. Couple of quarterfinals for her on the year. She did it in Doha. She's made finals in both Rome events in the last 52 weeks. Wasn't able to win over either of those matches. Loses to Sviantec and Halep respectfully. Outside of that, you know, it's been a win here and then a loss. A few first round losses, but a lot of one wins and then a loss to either a top seed or a top 40 player. You look for the numbers for Carolina Pliskova in her last 52 weeks and in this season, you know, again, hold percentage. She's Holding 67% of the time this season, coming into this Wimbledon, that's 9% low her per career average. She's her break percentage relatively constant. She's losing though, you know, 4% more of her first serve points, three and a half percent more of her second serve points, 4% more of her serve points overall as a returner. She's right around her career average of 42.5. But of course, that first serve, the power of that serve, the power of tennis she's able to play, and the risks she's then able to take subsequently as a returner, they were the foundation of her game. And that serve has been a struggle for her of late this season. But you look here at these matches at Wimbledon, she's found her form on serve. She has yet to drop a set. And so again... You can understand wh- how she got to this point. That first serve has been landing. She's been making, you know, for the season, she's made 62% uh, of her first serve. She's been hovering in that 65 to 70% range in this event. And while she's yet to face a seed, so certainly the level of competition here is advanced. And ultimately, that's why I think I'm going to pick Sabalenka to win. I just don't love her money line odds on their own. I think Pliskova's power tennis is back. She's found her comfort. There's a freedom she's playing with. And I know she's a number eight seed, but she was not on anyone's shorts list. No one had Pliskova as your eventual semifinalist. And, you know, you look for her again. She's taken advantage of some upsets, but to beat a Samsonova who won a title and, you know, was on a 10 match win streak herself or something, maybe 11 going into that round of 16. And then I think it was 10. And then. You know, to be an informed Victoria Golovic who had so many good wins over the course of this Wimbledon. She handles the power tennis of Samsonova. She handled the power tennis of Golubic by making first serves by playing on her front foot she anticipates as well as anyone and then again she's played as many grass court matches as anyone in this event certainly her and Kerber a leg up in terms of experience on this surface to Bardy and Sabalenka that's why tennis abstracts forecast has had her top 10 as a potential winner since the second round because her pedigree her experience at this event on this surface she's someone who had made the second week coming into this event and and, you know, again, Sabalenka has never been in a semifinal before. Pliskova has, certainly Pliskova has struggled with nerves as much as Sabalenka has throughout their career. These are both players who wear that Caroline Wozniacki memorial belt for player who doesn't have a sl- slam, who we all expect to be the next player to win one But that's why I expect this match to get funky. Again, A, their two matches thus far have ended, 7-5 and 7-6 in the third. B, there's always a 10-minute stretch where Sabalenka struggles with consistency. And Pliskova's got the sort of firepower decisiveness to be best positioned to take advantage of that. And then, you know, C, Sabalenka wins three sets with Rabakina. If you can match Sabalenka's power, she's going to play perhaps a bad service game in one of those two sets. The question is, can she break you? Rabakina executed well enough that she couldn't in. number two. I think Pliskova is going to execute well enough in one of the opening sets that as well as Sabalenka's playing, just given the stage, given the moment, I think Sabalenka comes out firing, takes the first set. I think Pliskova's power tennis wins out in set two, and then Sabalenka regains her composure, wins it in set three. I think it's a tight set, too, that Pliskova, again, just plays some good tennis, ultimately advances. We'll start out with the over two and a half sets in Sabalenka, Pliskova, plus 155. Only going half a unit on that to win .77, but again... I'm feeling pretty good about that one. That is ace of the day number one. Aces of the day two and three. A couple of parlays for you. One of them a parlay of some over-unders. We were one short yesterday. I'm going to limit it to two over-unders today. Oh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, no. Two over-unders today, but we're sticking with that theme because I liked how that felt. And especially as these matches progress throughout the tournament, I do think the margins are going to get closer and closer. But let's start with the money line parlay. I'm still... Sticking with the prediction I made at the start of the tournament, it's rarely bold when you pick the number one and two seed to advance to the final. But given that we didn't know the injury history of uh, injuries form uh, injury status, I suppose of the health, there it is of Ashley Barty, the number one seed coming into this event. Who you look, you know, top three, top five server on, uh, in the women's game, and number one by Elo, number one by twenty twenty one Elo. She's like thirty. Four and six I think in the 40 matches she's played here in 2021 has won I think three titles obviously won the Masters event in Miami and had success on clay as well and was the favorite to win the clay before she got injured She's minus 235 against Kerber tomorrow, and Kerber's coming into this match on a 10-match win streak, but that's 10 matches in about 14 to 16 days. That's a lot of tennis for Angelique Kerber, and of course, her physicality has always been such a strength in her game, but you know who can match that physicality? Ashley Barty, and I know from a matchup perspective, lefty to the slice backhand of Barty, you know, when it's the power tennis of Kvitova, I think that matters. I don't know if Kerber hits the ball big enough that that's going to be an issue, and the on-the-run forehand for Barty, one of her best shots. No one plays physical tennis right now in the women's game as well as Ashley Barty, so I just think Kerber is going to be, is uh, Barty is going to be better at the things Kerber wants to do. Than Kerber's doing, and certainly the Kerber backhand more dynamic than the Barty backhand. But Barty's gonna have time to run around the ball, hit forehands as a return. And, you know, her serve, her forehand, her ability to play at the net are the three biggest weapons on the court. And I do think Barty's one of those rare players who can match Kerber's movement. Again, match her physicality. Even if Kerber steals a set, I think Barty's moving well enough, and I think she's done a really good job of finding her form as matches have progressed. Again, she's only dropped one set in this tournament. It was her first round loss to Suarez Devaro. Meanwhile, Kerber has played physical tennis, again, dating back to her run in Bad Hamburg the week before the event where she won the title. But, you know, she plays three-set match against Saribez Tormorov. Super physical. Three sets against Sassanovic. Wasn't super physical, but was three sets. Four and four against Goff. That's a physical match. Now, two and three against Mukva. That was probably her easiest since the first round. But Barty's the ultimate test. And I just think Ashley Barty feels like she left one on the table at the French Open. Her game has always translated so well to the surface. The slice backhand most effective here. Her serve, her forehand, her comfort moving forward, her ability to play physical tennis despite it being a grass court. I just think Barty's a little bit better at everything than Kerber right now. The advanced metrics suggest as much. Barty's yet to play her best match. The form we've seen from Kerber at her best in this tournament has been better than Barty's, but not by much. And Barty has gotten better. And better with each progressing match. I think Barty's best has been good enough to beat a not playing exceptional, exceptional tennis Kerber. But there's absolutely a pathway for Kerber in this match And again. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes three, and we'll get to that momentarily. But I do think Barty ultimately advances. So give me Barty minus two thirty-five over Kerber. And then again, I just think Arena Sabalenka has found his zone. And while Pliskova's power is going to give her problems, and if there's a loose service game, I think the dynamic could be similar to that Rabakina match. But Sabalenka also ultimately pulled through in that one. And I think she ultimately p- p- pulls through in this one. She's a more dynamic athlete, a better mover, a little bit better off of both wings, a little bit more dynamic of a serve, just a little bit better at everything Pliskova wants to do at this point. I think Sabalenka does better. And certainly, again, There are going to be the streaks for Sabalenka, but there are going to be streaks for Pliskova as well, where the ball's just not landing in the court, where the errors begin to pile up again. I just think Sabalenka's a little bit more dynamic at everything than Pliskova. You parlay Barty minus 235 with Sabalenka's minus 210. You get plus 110 odds. We're going to throw a unit on it. I'm sticking with what got me here. I predicted Barty versus Sabalenka to start. We've got a futures bet on Barty riding right now in our record that we hope hits I think this is the one. Give me Barty Sabalenka, plus 110, one unit to win 1.10. Our other parlay, because again, Angelique Kerber's played really, really well, and I just don't see her going down without putting up a fight. I think she's going to win a set. So let's put over two and a half sets on her. But rather than parlay all three of these matches... We're going to do the over two and a half sets in Sabalenka, Pliskova separately because that's the one I'm most confident in with a combination of good odds. And then we're going to do over three and a half sets in Berrettini, Hercats as well. Hubie's aggressive tennis, the way he can just bring pressure, he's going to be able to keep pace, hold serve with Berrettini for at least one set. And you saw in the tiebreaker, he executes as well as anyone. He just is fearless in those moments. And the better the competition, the better the Hubie, four and one against top 10 in his last 52 weeks. I think all of these matches are battles, except for maybe the Djokovic one. So we're going to bet on all of these matches to see both players win a set. The Sabalenka-Pliskova separately, but we'll parlay over two and a half sets in Barty Kerber with over three and a half sets in Berrettini-Hurkotz, Hurkacz. 285 odds, half a unit on that, to win 1.42. And we're going to rock and roll into day 10 of this 2021 Wimbledon. Again, the three aces for the women's semifinal round. Over two and a half sets in Sabalenka Pliskova, plus 155.5 units to win 0. 0.77. We're also going to take the Barty Sabalenka Moneyline Parlay, plus 110, one unit to win 1.10. Go with what got us here. And then the over two and a half sets in Barty Kerber parlayed with the over three and a half sets in Berrettini Hercots 285, half a unit to win. 1.42. Those are your eight picks for our GSP Aces of the Day again on day 10. Of this 2021 Wimbledon, of course, if you have missed out on any of the action, you want to hear some breakdowns, mini break podcast for you. We've broken down every day of this event. You can catch up on all of our content on our website, crackrackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Crackrackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at GreatShotPod. Shout out, as always, to our, for our, our super producers, Max legner and Daniel Westoff, our friends, my friends, and your friends, and our super producers, Max Legner and Daniel Westoff, for the <laughs> Of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our friends at Turner Tennis. Remember sales at uniquesports.com or call 800 554 3707 to join the Turner family today. A reminder with four days to go, we are 20, 16, and 2 overall, up eight point oh three three units, but we've got some outstanding value out there, and hopefully we can nail these down the home stretch so we all have something to celebrate after this Wimbledon. But With that in mind, for our super producers, Fligner and Westhoff, our friends at Turn to Tennis, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, hey, great shot, may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.